Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, at this time on a Monday morning, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulos. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K, thekook.com, and on X using the handle The Kook. Stephen, good morning. And good morning after a busy week last week, wasn't it? Ah, sure was. How did you think Michelle Bullock went at her first, or in fact the first ever, press conference for a governor after a board meeting, and obviously the first one for Michelle Bullock? She did really well, and I think even as she said, a bit of plain speaking <laughs> came through, and that was really refreshing. That uh, First of all, the decision to keep rates steady, absolutely non-controversial. I don't think anybody was expecting a move. So, uh, But there was a debate about, well, is the next move up or down? When will it occur? Did they make a mistake in November? with the rate hike, which sort of came out of left field in a sense. But she handled it well. The questions, as always in these things, they're of mixed quality, but they generally got to the key points. And the governor did a really good job just even with a tiny dose of humour attached to how she was answering these questions because they're important decisions. You know, we know the economy's slowing down. We know that the inflation rate's falling. That's where the updated forecast came through. And she just simply articulated, well, like all mere mortals, looking at the data as it comes out, you know, do we need to hike? Well, probably not. Do we need to cut? Well, not yet, because we just want to be sure that that inflation momentum has been sort of uh, extended into 2024. So she did did a good job, very good job. What about the forecast, Reserve Bank forecast? They certainly have changed their view on inflation. They're they're much more sanguine about it. Oh, yes, that was the the killer point. And that's why, you know, as, as we sit here on Monday morning, the markets are still pricing in interest rate cuts, you know, not not yet, but they've still got, if you look at the yield curve going out to the next sort of uh, 12 to 18 to 24 months, there are rate cuts in there. And the fundamental reason, of course, is that inflation's falling. You know, the, one of those simple, simple rules of thumbs in economics that I've learned over all those decades is that if you want to know where interest rates are going, look at what the momentum in inflation. If inflation's going up, interest rates are probably going up. If inflation's coming down, interest rates will probably come down. And if inflation is sort of broadly in the middle of the target, they're going to hold, be on hold. And we've got this clear deceleration in inflation. And the RBA's own forecast, as you were touching on, they given we had the downside surprise, I suppose we call it, for the, for the December quarter numbers a, a week or two back, forced them to revise down their profile for inflation. So yeah, they've got inflation returning to the top end of the target in about 12 months and then gradually drifting a little bit lower after that. Okay, so the other side of the equation with the Reserve Bank, they've got price stability and full employment are their goals under their charter. So employment is the thing that Michelle Bullock spoke a bit about last week. It's also an important figure out this week because we're getting the unemployment uh, numbers for January. Is that right? Yeah, for January, yes. Yeah, and they're, and they're, the, they're the critical issue. Yeah, if, if we're to... Oh, I like to bore things down in economics to try to keep it simple. You know, inflation, we've just discussed, absolutely vital to the interest rate outlook. But as you said, the new mandate of the new RBA is to put a greater emphasis on, on the labour market. And on Thursday, we've seen the January uh, labour force numbers. And as the Bureau of Statistics have said, I don't want to get too technical and funny here, but, you know, the, the seasonal adjustment between December and January and even November with the bring forward of the uh, Black Friday sales impacting retail employment and all those other things has really made it a choppy number. And you might recall last month in December, we saw uh, employment falling 65,000. So that's probably partly the trend, but also partly just statistical noise. So I think we're looking for a bit of a rebound. And I think when we sort of try to analyse and the Reserve Bank analyse what's happening to those numbers, they'll put some sort of trend through there, probably still detect that the labour market's slowing down. 
The big question also will be, will we see the unemployment rate with a four handle on it for, well, best part of 18 months now, it's been three point something. Last month was 3.9. So obviously we're you know, really close to 4%. That'll be a sort of a, you know, a really important signal to just confirm interest rates are not going up and that speculation about when they come down will continue. Something, Stephen Halmarek, the Chief Economist at Commonwealth Bank, last week I was listening to him, and he made a really interesting point. You can get a higher unemployment rate without anyone in the economy losing a job. It's just that more people enter the workforce, and we sort of forget that. So uh, a couple of things here I want to say is, um, so, you know, just that idea that people don't have to lose jobs for the unemployment rate to rise, but also even at 4.1, 4.2, 4.3, historically, that ain't a bad result. Oh, that's a terrific result. And in fact, if it, pre-pandemic even, you know, when we were sort of analysing the economy and the unemployment rate was hovering around 5%, you might recall, in you know, 2018, 2019, you know, well, that's not bad. If we get it to four and three quarters, we'll be doing really well. Now, here we are saying, well, if it goes up to four and a half, we've got a real problem. But I think that that point of a bigger economy is a, a, a really important one. Yeah, that immigration inflow that we've often spoken about in terms of housing and these sorts of issues. Yes, it does have to labour market issues as well. In addition to demand in the economy, as all these people come in and buy houses and rent houses and all this sort of stuff, they actually supply their labour. They want to work, they need to work to get to get an income. So you actually get the employment edging higher in a you know reasonably growing economy, but the unemployment rate can edge up, but the unemployment rate's a percentage of the workforce. So if you've got a bigger workforce, you get unemployment going up at a time when you've got uh, you know, even okay levels of job creation. So, yeah, it'll be interesting sort of thing. But I think the, the critical point will be the unemployment rate, what proportion of the labour force is unemployed. And even the underemployment rate is important to people who have a job but would want to work more hours because they need more hours to earn more money to pay the bills. One final thing, Stephen, just quickly, we've got National Australia Bank business conditions and confidence. We've got Westpac Consumer Sentiment this week. What do you expect? Any any changes from them? Consumers are feeling a little less gloomy. I'm wondering whether the talk of rates on hold and possibility of rate cuts, the fact that wages growth has been, has been lifting a little bit and inflation is coming down, so helping cost of living pressures. We'll see the consumer for the first time in a long time being just a smidge more optimistic Businesses have been more resilient through this whole slowdown that we saw in 2023, but alas, it's catching up on them. So we've seen a trend weakening in business conditions. Again, it's still way more optimistic than consumers. So we'll be watching that NAB survey for clues on how business is going. And importantly, from the subcomponents of the survey, what's happening to employment intentions, profitability. There's all these questions that get asked as well, which actually add a lot of flesh to you know, how the how the business sector is going. So, yep, labour force is the big one, but we'll be watching the consumer and the business sentiment numbers really closely as well. Enjoy your week, Stephen. Thank you, Sean. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Cook. You can find him at thecook.com and follow him on X using the handle The Cook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. 